my 12 predictive points for the Danchenko trial, slated to begin on October 11th. People's brains will literally lock up in cognitive dissonance as they watch this trial as dozens of fake narratives die, screaming inside their heads. By Brian Cates. 1. Durham will continue to use a false statement trial to lay out the vast joint venture con criminal conspiracy engaged in by multiple parties to influence the outcome of the 2016 presidential election via stolen federal data constructed into Trump-Russia collusion hoaxes by candidate Hillary Clinton's political operatives. 2. Just as he used Sussman's trial to lay out an extremely detailed map of how the Clinton campaign used private federal cybersecurity contractors to engage in illegal spying and data collection, targeting her political opponents to construct the Alpha Bank hoax, and then had her operatives at Perkins Coie and Fusion GPS handed off to both the news media and two federal agencies, the FBI and the CIA, Durham will also use the Danchenko trial to lay out a detailed map of that other big Trump-Russia collusion hoax, the Steele dossier. 3. While he's exhaustively detailing the criminal conspiracy betwixt the Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, Perkins Coie, certain FBI officials, and several media outlets to hand the FBI this fake dossier during the upcoming trial. Durham will also be establishing some baseline facts about Danchenko himself that are going to blow people's minds. 4. Durham will exhaustively detail how Danchenko is very likely a Russian agent. His actual background has been carefully suppressed in the mainstream media ever since his identity as Steele's main source for the dossier's Trump-Russia collusion stories was publicly revealed. Most mainstream press accounts of his past never went beyond former low-level Russian research analyst at the Brookings Institute. 5. It was back in 2009, as the transition between the Bush and Obama administrations was occurring, that Russian national Danchenko began approaching certain people and offering them money in exchange for the theft of specific classified information. Someone he approached very likely turned him into the FBI, who opened a counterintelligence investigation of Danchenko. However, someone tipped Danchenko off that the FBI was onto him, and so he fled the United States for the United Kingdom and was soon working for Christopher Steele at his Orbis business intelligence firm. 6. By some arcane act of sorcery yet to be explained, by the time the 2016 presidential election cycle was underway with Hillary Clinton going against Donald J. Trump, Igor Danchenko, despite the fact there is still an open counter-espionage case against him at the FBI, is back in the United States, living openly and moving freely inside the corridor of Washington, D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. Not only was Danchenko living openly in the U.S., he's also found a new job, 
working for the Hillary Clinton campaign via his boss, Christopher Steele's employment by Fusion GPS, as the main source for the Trump-Russia collusion allegations comprising the bulk of the Steele dossier. You can be assured Durham and his investigative team have done a deep dive into how Danchenko ended up back in the U.S., working for the Clinton campaign as the dossier's main source, and they'll have some things to drop during the pre-trial filings and during the trial itself about exactly how Danchenko knew it was safe for him to return to the U.S. and work for Hillary Clinton. 7. The popular narrative ever since DOJ Inspector General Michael E. Horowitz released his FISA abuse report in December of 2019, which detailed at length the FBI's attempts to verify the dossier allegations, was that the FBI didn't know who the main source was and they didn't care to find out or interview this person. They simply rushed the warrant application to the FISA court and got it approved on October 26, 2016, just before the November election. Horowitz detailed how the FBI didn't go find Danchenko and sit him down for an interview about the dossier until January of 2017, when the FISA warrant on Carter Page was up for its first renewal. We now know, due to more evidence that has surfaced in the past two years, that the popular narrative is drastically wrong. The FBI knew from the start who Steele's primary source was. They knew it was a suspected Russian agent that, that they had an open counter-espionage case on, and they were well aware Danchenko was telling numerous lies to them during the series of interviews they had with him from January through September of 2017. 8. And yet, and yet despite knowing all of this that I just related to you, the FBI's Crossfire Hurricane team subsequently renewed the Carter Page FISA warrant three times in January, March, and July of 2017. Understand, the entire Crossfire Hurricane team knew from the start they were committing a massive fraud on the FISA court with that warrant they submitted. Durham will demonstrate all of these relevant facts with documented and declassified evidence at the October trial. 9. The fact that the members of the FBI Crossfire Hurricane team all committed federal felonies by lying under oath when they signed a tainted federal warrant targeting Carter Page and the Donald Trump campaign and then compounded their criminal conspiracy by applying to have that tainted warrant renewed three times, will be laid out in exhaustive detail by John Durham himself during the Danchenko trial, and you can quote me on that. 10. So please quit telling me Durham is going to let everybody at the FBI skate on the blatant criminal conspiracy in which they engaged, and I'll tell you something else. The Mueller special counsel team members won't escape Durham either. They, too, engaged in a blatant criminal conspiracy to prosecute people like General Michael Flynn when they knew there was no predicate to investigate him, much less prosecute him. 
when U.S. Attorney Jeff Jensen was tasked by then-Attorney General William Barr to investigate how the Mueller special counsel handled the Flynn case. He came away with dozens of exculpatory documents that the Mueller team had been hiding from both the Flynn defense counsel and from the court. Most of these exculpatory documents the Mueller team was holding back bore the official stamp of the Mueller special counsel's office, and most of these exculpatory documents came to the Mueller special counsel's office via, you guessed it, the FBI's Crossfire Hurricane team. They're all guilty, and Durham will prove it. 11. Durham has experience at successfully prosecuting vast RICO organized crime cases. That's why he was tapped for this job in the first place. The criminal conspiracy he's laying out in these first two trials is vast and spans from one. The Clinton campaign, two. Perkins Coie, three. Fusion GPS, four. Private federal cybersecurity contractors, five, the FBI, six, the CIA, seven, the State Department, eight, several foreign intelligence agencies, nine, the Mueller Special Counsel, and ten, several complicit media outlets. Twelve, at the heart of the Danchenko trial will be the FBI presenting a tainted warrant from someone they knew to be a suspected Russian agent to accuse innocent Americans, including Donald J. Trump, of being Russian agents, and it was known all along by all involved that this fake Trump-Russia narrative came straight from the Clinton campaign. You are going to see the mainstream media suffer massive cases of cognitive dissonance as they are forced to correct the record after more than six years of fake narratives about Spygate. Remember, it was just three years ago that certain people were insisting the Steele dossier was hardly used, if at all, to get the Carter Page warrant. They've been forced to grudgingly retreat over and over again. Well, John Durham himself is going to force the mainstream press to make the ultimate retreat on the Russiagate scandal with this Danchenko trial. He's going to exhaustively prove in detail what a farce this dossier always was, and how only blatant corruption of the FBI and our mainstream press allowed this travesty to become the dominant political narrative in the press for five years. And you can quote me on that.